But anyways, today we're going to get in the word here. I have, um, this is something I love to teach about. Um, we kind of said it's, it's a, um, do we have a title? There you go. The new me. So I know a lot of you are happy that the person next to you is going to be a new person after today, you know, but this is a practical application. You know, if we don't apply the word of God to our life, it's, it's pointless. If you don't live it, you know, it, it, there's no point to come to church. You know, we, uh, we say this all the time, use it or lose it, right? And it's not like God's like, all right, you had your chance and it's gone. No, you know, there is, uh, there, there is a, a, in your brain, there's proteins released when you receive a revelation that if you apply it, you know, it helps you cement that revelation, that truth that you just got. And if you don't, Within about 24 hours, it just, it evaporates. It's gone. And you need to go back in there again and like, what was it? Okay. You know, it's not like you forgot, but you had an opportunity that God's given you, said, to put action to your faith, to what you believe, to make it, you know, so solid now. And so when you don't, you know, you lose it. You miss out on that opportunity. So God's word is not just inspirational. It's, it's practical. And many times people and, and believers have only taken it as some, something inspirational. Oh, that was a beautiful message, man. I feel really good, you know. And you did nothing with it. And within 24 to 48 hours, you're back to the same old you. I mean, nothing wrong with you. you know? But, well, you know, Third John says, you know, beloved, I wish that you may prosper, right, in all things, you know, and be a good health just as your soul prospers. And the prospering of the soul is the renewing of our mind. Of Romans 12, 2, it says, you know, as we renew our mind, you know, as we line our soul to God's word. And one of the ways we do that, you know, I'm going to teach you a five-step process today, you know, of, of principles that are in the Bible that will make it really easy for you to change anything about yourself that you don't like. That's amazing, right? That's amazing. You know, most people don't change more than seven things in their whole life. If you could change, like, I don't know, I forgot to do the math again. I think, I think from right now, you could change about 16 this year, you know. 16 things. That's, that's amazing. That's pretty good, you know. 16 things. You'd be a completely different person by next year. You know, we're not talking about, like, oh, okay, you know, let's just get into this motivational stuff, you know, mind tricks. No, this is the Word of God. If there's anything that is true and if there's anything that works, if there's anything that is everlasting, that is actually eternal, it's in the Word of God. You know, so the world uses a lot of the principles and things that work without giving any credit to God or to the Bible, right? Yep. And a lot of times those things don't even last because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have the grace that allows them to, to actually continue and keep this, right? But we do. Amen? So who's ready to write some things down? And, yeah. So as I preach, you know, as I teach today, uh, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just point out the things... You know, do not overwhelm you. In other words, you know, what do I need to change, Holy Spirit? Show it all to me right now. <laughs> You're buried. No, no. So he's kind and gentle enough to show you, you know, like, okay, let's start here. Let's start here. This is really important. Let's start here. So Holy Spirit, I ask you that, you know, as I teach this morning, that you would bring revelation to every person, that you would make this so personal, so personal to each person, that they would know exactly What's the first thing they need, to, they need to do? They need to work on. What, what is it you want them to, to renew their minds about 
that they can experience life and life abundant. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the first thing we're going to say here is step one is to gather your thoughts. And um, we call it gather, but really what this is about, this is about discovering the lie. Okay, wherever there's hopelessness in your life, you're under the influence of a lie. And so Proverbs 6.31, it says, I'm reading out of the NLT, New Living Translation. It says, but if he is caught, the liar, right, the thief, sorry, the thief, he must pay back seven times what he stole, okay? So John 10.10 10 says, the thief's purpose is to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose, Jesus' purpose, is to give them a rich and satisfying life or an, a life and an abundant life, right? So in this first step, what we need to do is we need to identify the lies, okay? Because lies steal, okay? Lies rob from us, okay? So right here is telling us, you know, when the thief is caught, he must pay back. But there's a key in that scripture in Proverbs 6.31 is that he needs to be caught. See, if, if you don't know that somebody's sneaking into your house and stealing the eggs and the milk every night, you're just like, oh my gosh, I guess we ate them all. Oh my gosh, I guess we ate them all. Oh my gosh, it just never seems like we have enough eggs and milk. Like, I guess we ate them all again. Like, if you don't know that somebody's stealing from you, you can't catch, you can't catch the thief, right? And you keep getting robbed. Does that make sense? Yeah. So many people live under the influence of a lie, and their lives are constantly being robbed from what? John 10.10, 10, life and life more abundant. Because who came to steal, kill, and destroy? The thief, right? So we need to catch him first, right? Catch him. You ready? Catch the thief. We know who the thief is, so now we need to know what the lie is. And this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. This is what, this is a lot of what we do in Sozo. If any of you has been, has been to Sozo, you know, a lot of what happens, you know, it's facilitated for you. But this is also something you can learn how to do on your own, you know. And so you want to catch the lie. You want to catch the thief. You want to discover the lie. Okay. Catch the thief. Discover the lie. Now, and um, let's go to 2 Corinthians 4.3. Okay. If you want to write these scriptures down, um, I'm sorry, 4.4. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says, Satan who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. So who is blinding us? Satan blinds us. When we have no knowledge, when we don't believe truth, right? When we're under the influence of a lie, we're blinded to that thing. So we need the Holy Spirit to come in and show us, hey, you're believing a lie about this situation. And a lot of times we don't know where to start. And that's why I say, start where there's hopelessness in your life. You know, if you feel frustrated about a situation, if you feel frustrated about a habit or something you can't break off of or a cycle that you're stuck in and, or, some, or an addiction or, or a type of reaction or something that just is not right, you know, it's not, a, it's not godly, you know, your wife tells you all the time, right? That, that's a great way to find out too, just ask your wife, you know? If, if you struggle with these things, then you need to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, why do I act like this? Why do I, you know, go to these things? And it's because there's probably a lie that you, that you have believed that is in your subconscious that, that has created just an automatic response. Right. See? Yeah. M many times you, 
well, most of the time, you don't think, huh, I am going to get angry and I'm going to yell at the count of three. You don't do that. It just comes out, right? So we, <laughs> no warning. <laughs> Again, I'm a victim of myself. <laughs> That's where we don't want to live, right? That's where we don't want to live. So 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 tells us that Satan has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. And John 8.32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, right? So when we find the lie, find the lie. Now, what do we need? We need the truth to replace that with, right? Right? You found the thief, right? You caught which window he was coming through every night, right? You shut the window out. You call the cops. He can't come anymore, but you still have to replace the eggs and the milk, right? Or the lock on the window. That's probably more like it. Just so you know, I just came up with that example. I didn't, you know. Just think if you didn't notice. So step number one is catch the thief, find the lie, right? And now we ask the Holy Spirit, what's, what, is, what is the truth about this? What do you say about this situation, right? You know, maybe, may, um, here's, in our brain, this is what happens. You have this subconscious reaction, right? But anything that you, um, that you want can be changed in your mind, even if it's been there for years. But it looks like this. You have to bring it up. You have to catch it. And now you bring it to trial. Okay? So think about this. Now, you're bringing this subconscious, toxic, negative reaction that you've dealt with for years. You bring it into court. And you're like, okay, I caught you. You're not going anywhere. We're going to deal with you right now. Right? And you are the liar, and this is the lie, and now you're in front of me. What you actually do is you bring it to your conscious mind. And when you bring it from your subconscious to your conscious mind, it actually now becomes vulnerable to be plucked out. Right? And so you bring it to court, you're like, okay, you know, thoughts, mindsets, you know, this is what we don't like, this is not godly, this is the lie that, that I had believed about it, but now I've discovered that, you know, this is a lie, so what's the truth about it? And God will tell you, you know, what's the truth? The truth is that there is, you know, anger is not a good tool. The truth is that you're a peacemaker. The truth is that you don't need anger to get your way. The truth is that, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit will start giving you truth. And a lot of it is, is promises in the Bible. It's about who you are. It's about your identity. We put a document together. Uh, Nick and Michelle did most of the heavy load a couple years ago, you remember, still on our website under resources. And it's full of lies. All the lies, you know. So if you're like, don't even know where to start, you could go there and start looking. And guess what? To each of those, there's scripture. There's promises about it. So you go, you look, okay. So this is what God says about this. This is what God says about anger. This is what God says about addiction. This is what God says about jealousy. This is what God says about unforgiveness, right? And so now you bring to court, you're prepared, right? You bring to court, you're like, here's the lie, the liar, right? I discovered, I caught it. But this is the truth that is now going to replace the lie that I believed before. Okay? So step number one is gathering. You know, think of it like, like a case, you know, at court. You're gathering all the evidence. You're gathering how, 
you've reacted in the past. You're gathering how you used to think. You're gathering what's the lie. You're gathering how it makes you feel. And now you're gathering the truth, the evidence, what the Word of God says. How would you feel about it if you didn't have to experience that anymore? How would it affect those around you if you didn't have to do that, right? So you gather all those thoughts. Maybe the very first time you do it, it's going to take you a little bit longer time, right? But then we go to number two, which is to meditate. Right? And we're talking about meditating on the Word of God. You know, meditation is not a new age thing that they invented or anything like that. Meditation, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, study this book of instruction continually. The Bible, right? Study the Bible continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And watch this. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Who wants to prosper and succeed in all they do? I do. And is it true that sometimes or a lot of times... Not everything that you're doing is prospering. You're really good at this thing. You're really good at this thing. But, you know, marriage is rocky. Parenting, I'm having a hard time. Mm. Finance is not doing so well. Mm. Dealing with these addictions. Dealing with this thing. Right. But God's word is very clear. It's like meditate on this, on the word of God, on his promises. Why? Because his word is the truth. Right. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the Word. He is His Word. When you meditate on the Word, on the Bible, you discover truth, and truth sets you free. But it's the truth of the Bible, right? It's His promises. So it says, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Right? So it says to continually have your mind on the Word. See, Jesus continually had His mind on the Word. How do we know this? Well, he studied it when he was a little boy. When he was 12 years old, he was found, you know, studying in the synagogue and talking about the Bible, about the, about the word with, uh, with the Pharisees and, and, and with the religious people, right? And then when he was in the desert, when he's about to start his ministry, what happens? He's in there and the devil comes and the word just comes out of him, right? The word just came out of Jesus and helped him in the time of need, in the time of temptation, because he meditated on the word day and night. You know, Jesus did um, what Joshua 1.8 said. He continually studied that book so that he would prosper and succeed in all he did. And he did. Right? He accomplished his, his purpose and destiny. I mean, yes, it was only in three years, but he prepared for 30. Psalm 1, verse 1 and th- one through 3 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or set foot on the path of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. It says, But his delight, say it with me, delight, delight. is in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Right? It says, They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. You know, that sounds like a lot of us last year, huh? Our leaves didn't wither, and we prospered in all we did in every season with whatever was going on in the world. We prospered because we were planted where? On Him, right? We were planted in Him. 
So again, his delight is in the law of the Lord. You know, it's talking about meditating in his promises. So if you're specifically dealing with a situation, right, I'm going to dwell, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to think on his promises and his truth about this situation. Are you with me? So this is meditating. This is, uh, you, want, you want to catch the lie, but then what you want to focus on, you want to stay on is the truth. Okay? You want to meditate on the truth. What does he say about you? Right? Maybe you think like, hey, you, weren't, you just weren't born for success. Well, that's a lie. Right? That's a lie. You caught the lie. What does God say? Right? You were appointed. Right? You're a son and a daughter. You're a king and a priest. Adopt, adopted in the beloved. Predestined for good works. For success. Let's go to number three. Are you getting this? Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's very simple. I'm, I'm obviously going to take this whole time to explain to you. But, but it's real simple. And once you, once you do this, you know, we're going to talk about how long and all that stuff. You know, it... It's not, it's not like a two-hour long process you have to go through every day. It's, it's repetition. See, none of you, well, maybe it doesn't apply to you, but people in the world, they didn't go to a you know, two-hour seminar for a week on how to wear a mask <laughs> and how to make sure you have one in your car and put it on everywhere you go. They didn't, right? They just heard it. And heard it, and heard it, and heard it over and over and over, and they got told about it over and over and over and over about it, right? And they got bugged about it, and they it's like it's everywhere. I mean, you walk in the grocery store. We want to remind you to, ple- you know, all this stuff. It's just repetition. It's just repetition, which is what God told us to do about any good thing. It's like meditate on this day and night. Meditate on this day and night, day and night, day and night. He knew we would be surrounded and flooded by contrary words and reports about, you know, about us. So he wanted to make sure that we had this. He's like, hey, if you want to be successful and prosper in everything you do, remember this. Meditate on my word day and night. Day and night. On my truth. On my promises. Okay. So number three. Number three is this. We're going to write it down. There's something so powerful about writing very smart very successful people write take notes all the time right i learned this a long time ago and i'm like you know i realized some uh last year i don't always go back and read those notes no i mean i do a lot of times but not always you know so i was thinking why do i do this oh yeah that's right you know there's a benefit to writing you know it's not always just to go back and read it and memorize it and all that stuff. But when you're listening to it and when you're writing down what God is saying and how he's translating it to you and the things that are highlighted to you, right? You're actually cementing those words and those truths inside of you. And so writing it down is incredibly important. You know, Habakkuk 2.2, it says, I love this. It says, and the Lord answered me, write the vision Make it plain on tablets, see, so that a runner can carry the correct message to others, okay? And other versions say, so he may run who reads it. (laughs) So, I mean, that sounds kind of dangerous, right? (laughs) 
running and reading at the same time, crossing the street. I mean, that's, you know, have you ever seen those people that are on their phone crossing the street? I'm like, do you have a death wish and headphones on top of that? I, I'm sorry, I always honk. I'm like, I'm going to make you aware that this is not okay. Huh? You know? And they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, no, what is wrong with you? I'm trying to save your life. My wife is never with me, of course, when I do that. But this is pretty amazing because it's, it's alluding to the fact that you're, you're running, you're, you're, on, you're about your day, you're doing things, you know, you're busy, you know, it, and it's like, hey, make sure you write it down in a way that you can read it while you're about your day, while you're going on, while you're doing things and everything, like have it handy, okay? Have it handy, have it in, in a place where you can access it, where you can get to it, where you can remember it, right? Because you can have a great morning time with God and then you go about your day, somebody honks at you <laughs> as you're crossing the street just trying to read your Bible. And then what happens, right? Like you're like, oh, you, you forget. You know, you're, you're like off. You know, I was having a good day and this interrupted me. This happened. But we don't want that to happen. So what are you going to do? You're going to keep it handy. You're going to keep it in mind. You're going to keep it in, in your memory, right? When, when, the, when the adversary comes, when the thief comes and tries to present you the like, and you're going to go, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Right? First place you're going to go to is the word. You know, we were talking about about this at men's group yesterday. We had an awesome men's group yesterday. Um, and we said, remember, like, when um, um, I lost, uh, we, we were. <laughs> what? Never mind, we had a great men's group. <laughs> you know what, it's probably the, the clause about what says, what we say they st stays there. So that's probably why I couldn't. That's what. You didn't write it down. Yeah. Uh -uh. I'm glad I didn't. Anyways, you want to keep it in mind. You know, you want to keep it present. <laughs> and writing it down is going to help you do that. Now, I'm going to do an exercise, and in a moment, I'm going to need two volunteers, okay? Two volunteers. This is not planned. They don't know. They're volunteers. So if you're going to want to do this, you know, you're going to want to get up quick. Okay. So write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that, so he, so he may run who reads it. Amen. It's funny how it says that. So he may run who reads it. In other words, when you're out and about, when you're going, when you're running your race, that you can read it. I don't know. Maybe you have to write it really big, big, <laughs> big. you know, how many of you have vision boards, right? That's right. Yeah. Right. I carry that and I, and I carry a picture of it too, you know? So anyways. When you're doing this, you want to make sure you write down the truth that God has told you about, okay? And I'm going to tell you something else uh, that we need to write down. Um, okay, so you want to write this down. So let's say that you're dealing with anger, okay? Just an example. The anger, you caught the lie. Anger steals your joy, you know, steals your strength. And, and what you're going to write also is how you feel about it, okay? So this is what I'm going to write down. I'm going to write the lie that I believe, I'm going to write the truth that God says about it, that I'm going to write down how each made me feel, you know, well, when I acted this way, you know, it made me feel like a loser, because it always brings shame, right, I yell, 
I lose my cool, then I make a fool of myself, and I feel shame. So there's an emotion attached to, to the beliefs, to the wrong belief system, okay, to the lie. So you remember, you want to bring all this up, right? People that are hooked on pornography, they always feel shame afterwards because that's how the enemy is, right? When you, you, you think that it's something that's going to satisfy you, but then at the end, right, when the enemy comes back and accuses you and brings you shame again, right? So he kicks you while you're down even though he gave you the idea, right? So you want to remember, you want to bring these things up and be like, yeah, I, every time that I go down this road, this is what I feel, right? And then you write down the truth and, and you just, you know, start making graphics or however however it comes to mind you know you want to write that on paper so truth you know and uh this is what god says about me how does that make me feel right and how how am i going to feel when um how am i going to feel when i actually conquer this when i don't fall for it when i have an opportunity to get angry and i exercise second timothy 1 7 that I have a spirit of power, love, and self-control. How do I feel on the other side of that when I exercise self-control? I'm going to feel like a winner, right? I'm going to feel victorious. I'm going to feel in control, really, right? Like, I, I was able to control myself. Like, now I'm really in charge. And so you want to write these things down, okay? How the lie would take you down and make you feel, how the truth takes you down this path, how you would feel in that. Because what you're doing is you're attaching new emotions to those thought patterns and to those, to those uh, new ideas, okay? To the, you're, you're picturing yourself on the side of winning, and you're attaching an emotion to that, right? And I, I've told you guys a million times the example of, um, you know, for me working out. It was always a, a, a feeling of loser. I always felt like a loser. I was like, I went to the gym, and... I can barely drag myself out of there, and I feel like a loser, and I don't like going there. So therefore, even though I was like, and this happens to a lot of people, they have good goals, good intentions, and they do it, but they still have negative toxic emotions attached to it, and they continue to see themselves that way. So they self-sabotage, they self-sabotage themselves, and then they regress back to doing nothing, right? So if I always go and I always feel like a loser because I'm always comparing myself, then, you know, it's, it's just a matter of time before I quit again so you have to attach a new emotion a godly emotion to this right so you know i started seeing myself like hey you know what if i make it in there i see myself as a winner like i just won the olympics you know and i don't care i'm gonna in my mind i walk out of there with a gold medal That's right. That's good. but you only use the restroom in there i don't care <laughs> Over time, okay, it's going to grow. But there's a bigger problem when my belief system isn't lined up to truth. I can be doing the right thing with the wrong belief system, and it's only a matter of time before I fail again. I can go to church. I can play religion with the wrong belief system. It's just a matter of time before religion dries me up and hurts me again. Are you with me? Okay, so we're going to write it down. We're just going to write kind of like this. You know, how does this make me feel? How does that make me feel? What is the truth? What, is, what, is, what, is, uh, what does God say, you know, about the situation? And then um, writing it, very important, and I'm going to show you why. Next step is four, is uh, review, okay? 
You know, the review is important, and this is where, um, I mean, many of you have been to school, right? And what do you do? You write notes, and then you review your notes. Um, you go through all the steps. You read them. You meditate them. You, you just do that. You just review it. But here's why it's so important. It's because it's going to help you with number five, and number five is the plan of action. Okay? I'm just going to put action so what I would like to ask is if, uh, if I can have two volunteers uh, real quick to come up here, and we're going to do just a really quick exercise and, uh, and hope that it works. So, so who? Okay, come on. You're already getting pushed. Rocco, come up here. Rocco, give it up for Rocco. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Rocco. So, so here, here's what, what you're going to do, Okay. I'm going to give you, here, use the blue one. There's no trick, okay? So I'm going to give you directions, okay? And you're just going to do like, like lines, okay? So pretend that you're trying to go somewhere. Like if you're riding, like if you're driving your car to go from home to church, okay? So you're going to go, uh, this would be straight, and then, you know, kind of like on the map, like if you made a right, you know, if you made a, a left, it would be like that. If you made another left, it'd be like that. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm going to tell you the, the directions, okay? And then you can't write them down until I tell you, okay? So, so here's the directions. You can go straight. Then you're going to make a right, a left, a right, a right, and then a left, okay? So just, just that's what you're going to do, okay? So now think about it. Wait, what are you doing? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Okay, now, execute the plan. Go for it. Okay. Okay, give it up for Rocco. He did amazing. That's exactly it. Okay? Okay, now, I need another volunteer, please. Okay, so he did good. Now, y'all noted how he hesitated quite a bit, right? Okay. So, oh, Jasmine. I didn't say this was a husband-wife competition here. What? Here. Okay, so here's what you're going to do, okay? You guys, this isn't a game show. <laughs> We're still in church. If you're watching online, this is still church, okay? Now, with the same type, you know, going up, you know, like that, all that stuff, I'm going to give you directions, but except this time you can, you can write it down while I'm telling you, okay? You ready? So you're going to go straight, left, right. No, 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 no. Just, just gonna oh, do the, yeah, yeah. Just execute. Go straight, left, right, left, left, right. Okay, this is really messing up my example. <laughs> One more time. Straight, left, 
Right. No. Okay, so this is straight, left, 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 right? It's like you're driving a car, okay? Okay, we're gonna try this one more time, and if not, we get another volunteer. Okay, go straight, left, right, left, left, right. Right, left, left, not the, the last one. The last one is the other way. Okay, uh, uh, how about another volunteer? Let's just try another volunteer. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We need one more. Give it up for Jasmine. Okay. Dan. Dan, no pressure. Okay, so. Oh gosh, no, that's why I'm not calling on certain people. No, it's just kidding. Go straight, left, right, left, left, right. Straight, left. Okay, okay, okay. So, so that was straight, left, right, left, left, right. Yes. So now you you did this, okay? Yeah. So so now <laughs> do it again. Oh, that's pretty amazing. There's no hesitation. Okay? So Rocco, you did great, okay? You have great memory. But here's what I want you to notice. The only thing I want you to notice out of this whole five minutes of fun is that he had to go off of just hearing it then waiting kind of a few, few seconds of me just saying stuff you know and then go for it and there was some hesitation to it right like a lot of concentration a lot of focus right but Dan got to do it the second time with no hesitation because why he had already written it He'd already written it down. His his mind and his and his hand were, were putting down on it, like they were writing it down. And he could probably do it again and again and again and again, right? That's the point of of this review. That's the point of writing and then reviewing. See, a lot of people don't write stuff down. And like Rocco, they could have great memory, great retention, right? But if you want to have a smooth, no hesitation clear path and clear view of what was the lie, how it made me feel, what is the truth that God says about it, how would I feel, you know, if, if that was the result instead, you know, and if I meditate and I, and I take notes and I write it, I remind myself of these things, when I review and I go all over it, guess what, it is cemented, right, there's a big difference, you know, it's like building a house on the sand, or actually pouring a concrete foundation, and then building a house, there's a big difference, right, and so when you do all these steps, you know, then number five is a plan of action, okay? Because you can only do it if you believe it. That's why the Word of God is, is our foundation. That's why it has to be based on the Word of God, right. you know? It's not going to be what some person who is wise and successful said. That's not where I'm going to put my foundation. It's going to be on God's Word because His Word never passes away. His Word is always true, and it's, and it's always a rock, upon which I want to build. 
And so my plan of action is going to be practicing the solutions and remembering the new attached emotions. Okay? Practice. solution and remember the new emotion okay so what is the solution that I put to I'm not going to react in bursts of anger right well I need to be able to see it in my head and I need to be able to to know okay when I get triggered this is, this, is, this is when I get triggered, right? So when I hear somebody starting to go this way, or when this situation happens, you know, it happens every morning on my way to work. Okay, then I know my plan of action has to have a reminder that when I'm on my way to work, I need to remember, hey, when I walk into the door and I start getting yelled out by that boss who has no respect for me and who is bullying everybody around, right? My plan of action says this is... My new thought, this is my new emotion. It's not reacting in anger. My, the truth now about the situation says I need to have compassion for him because he's probably hurting really, really bad, right? Okay, so what happens is I have a plan of action. And when I'm on my way to work, now I'm going to think of these things. I'm going to be prepared. Does that make sense? Okay, so what are you going to do? Maybe you struggle at night. Maybe it's at night. You know, you just like, Grab that phone, and then you start just binging, and all of a sudden, it's been three hours, and you're now eating into your next day's success. What is it, right? So what is your plan of action that God is giving you according to the lies that you caught, right? Because you can know all this stuff, but if you don't put a new lock on the window, right, Maybe a camera outside, the thief is going to keep coming. So you need a plan of action, not just a revelation, but a practical application. Are you with me? So if we don't use the word of God, we lose the word of God. So I'm just going to pray, and I want to ask uh, God right now to show you where, do you, need, where you need to start. Because the truth of the matter is that wherever you're not catching the thief, he continues to steal life and abundant life from you. Health and abundant health from you, right? Relationships and good relationships from you. He's stealing finances from you. He's stealing anything that you will allow him to steal from you as long as you don't catch the thief, discover the lie, right, and put a plan into action. You know, in James 2.26 says, Just as the body is dead without, bre without breath, so also faith is dead without works. So plan of action is going to go around the revelation and the new belief system that you have adopted. Right? You had a revelation. You realized anger is not a good tool. It was used with me, right? I grew up on anger. I was raised with anger. But now I've discovered that it's a lie. It's a, it, that is a tool of the devil, right? So I'm not going to use that tool with my own kids, and therefore, I develop a plan to uproot this subconscious reaction that kept coming out and out in my own family, stealing life from us, right, and causing destruction. 
You follow me? Yep. Okay, so just close your eyes for a moment. I want to pray. And I'm going to ask you to write down or type on your phone, whatever it is, you know. Maybe the Holy Spirit will give you a list of the first five things he wants you to deal with. And you're going to take 21 days on each. You know, it's, it's, it's not just a magic number. It's scientifically proven. It takes about 21 days to destroy an old mentality and create a new one. And this is how you do it because we talk about heart transformation here all the time. It is not about changing just, you know, what you're doing. A lot of people only have a number five. But a number five plan of action without a one through four of foundation and transforming the inside is worthless. And it'll set you up for failure one time after time. So Holy Spirit, we ask you right now, where in our lives or what in our lives do you want us to uproot and align to your word? What area of our lives... Maybe it's in the aspect of relationships, or maybe it's, in, maybe it's concerning finances. Maybe it's concerning health. What in our life is robbing from the abundant life that Jesus paid for us? What, what reactions, what addictions, what wrong mentalities, what hurts and wounds from the past are still stealing from us today? And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would start bringing these things up. That we can uproot the lies. That you would give us a truth, a new truth about this. For true inside heart transformation. So, you know, just as the Holy Spirit is giving you thing is just go ahead and write down you know it could be things about even diets and 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 uh, addictions that don't seem harmful it could be jealousy it could be it could be inside reactions that you have that are so toxic for you and you just you just lived with them for a long time. Maybe you feel jealous every time, you know, somebody else is blessed. And you're just like, why, why is this stealing from me? Why can't, I, why can't I rejoice with others when they get blessed? You know, th th these are all things that, that are not godly that God wants to uproot out of your life so you may experience life abundant. Holy Spirit, I thank you and I ask you to continue to bring these things up. That 2021 would be a year of so many upgrades in you because we choose to establish new belief systems that are lined up with your word. It'll be a year where we catch the liar. We're not distracted by things around. But with your help, we discover the lies and we receive your truth. We receive your truth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you learn anything? Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> you can change anything about you if you don't like. Anything. That's pretty amazing. And you know what? That makes you, what God says about you, more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. We are not created to be victims. Amen. And you know... A lot of people don't like this stuff because it makes them responsible for themselves. 
But that is also a very hopeful thing. Because you don't depend on anybody else to have an abundant life. Jesus paid the price and he laid it all out before you. You don't have to earn it. You just have to receive it, right? Because his grace is amazing. His grace wants to empower you to be victorious and to teach other people how to be victorious. Amen. Amen. James, come up here.